having the vision board, so having it visually there, seeing you, being accountable, because you wake up and you see it and you go, oh, that's right, I'm going to get there. Like, it's yeah. not when, it's like, not if, it's when. Yeah. And it's going to be, and I, I could feel myself fitting into the clothing that I wanted. I, I could feel myself feeling comfortable sitting down because one of the biggest things, I couldn't cross my legs, um, I felt like my stomach was sitting on my lap and I was just really uncomfortable. I used to breathe heavy and I could visualise and feel myself being comfortable and that, that was the best feeling ever. Slimming Storage is branching out. I've created a Facebook group and over the next couple of months I'll be building the community starting with live Slimming Story conversations. This is your opportunity to feature on one of the upcoming podcast episodes and share your weight loss journey. Are you with me? All you need to do is just click on the link in the podcast show notes or search for Slimming Stories within the group feature on Facebook. I would love to see you there. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham west I was so pleased a couple of weeks ago to make the Irish Top 40 podcast charts that was really, yeah, that was something else. And I'm, I'm really pleased for all of my new listeners over in Ireland. And just, yeah, just a nice welcome to Simming Stories. And I've got a great guest in store for today's episode all the way from Australia. Lyndall Wimelisakia, I'm sure I pronounced that correctly, lives in Australia. And the reason I got her on the show was she just makes me laugh on her reels on Instagram. I found her on Instagram and she kind of does this bit of a dance at the same time that she's cooking and I just found her really funny so I thought I'll have her on the show and we'll see what her backstory is. She'd lost six stone in weight following the Weight Watcher plan or the WW over in Australia and I thought yeah we'll see what her journey's been like and she comes across as this big cheerleader for everybody. You know she's got this real positive energy online and when I met her over on Zoom you could tell that she was really really ready to go for the interview and as we got through a story a story unfolds that you know she's had a lot of challenges within her life but she's just faced every challenge with such a inspirational mindset and I know we use that that word and term quite candidly but you know she is such an inspiration and just to give a trigger warning after giving birth to a son she wanted to have more children and then had two miscarriages so if this is something that's quite raw to you just to give you that bit of trigger warning but you know Lyndall is such a determined lady and she has such resilience and I just know that you know this type of weight loss story will really inspire you that despite all of that and what she's been through in her life she really shows up for herself, she shows up for her family and she's loving the reels and I'm sure that she's going to inspire you too like she's inspired me. So here's welcoming Lyndall to her episode of Slimming Stories. Enjoy. So Lyndall, you yeah. know, I, I just feel that you bring on the energy online. I think we really need that. You may not see your humour, but I find you really funny and you're really open and mm-hmm. along with all that fantastic positivity that you show on Instagram you've also had an amazing weight loss journey so if you just want to start Lyndall just by taking us right back to the beginning of of how you decided to make changes because I know that it's not always been 
easy for you to be consistent with your weight loss. I'm just I'm really looking forward just to to unpicking that story. Thanks, Claire. Yeah, look, I think um, with anybody's story, it doesn't start the day that they decide to do something. It start it's the life they've had before that. So you know, I've been through quite a lot in my life that sort of almost has brought me to this point where I just find joy in everything and fun in everything. And I think that's really helped my journey this time. So just a a bit of a history. I think probably most of my life, I've always been the taller and the bigger girl at school. And, you know, I was always quite active, but I was always a bit, bit more larger than most girls my age. That was always a bit hard, you know, being teased, you know, not being able to wear the cool clothing. So you just sort of go on with it. Like a pivotal point was probably when I was 18 is when I was diagnosed with arthritis. And then that changed everything in my life. I, you know, tried to keep up with everybody, but deep down I was in quite a lot of pain. And then that's probably where I started my yo-yo dieting and quick fixes, trying to lose weight, um, trying to push through, push myself really hard to lose weight. In the meantime, doing more damage than what I really was doing good at that time because I didn't have the, the knowledge of it. So remembering back to when I was a teen and I don't know if you've got those pressures on you already, haven't you? To, to be a certain mm, way, to look a certain way. And mm. I don't know, I feel like adults, you know, the doves from above seem to believe that you can do and be anything. And you've got this, this super amount of, you know, never ending energy. So having been diagnosed with arthritis, at age 18, mm. how did that impact you? Because I remember a lot, of, a lot of my time around the age of 18 going to step classes, going on bike rides with my friends. Mm. I was really, I was actually quite active. Um, and I also used to love going to the gym. How did that impact you at that age within your, you know, within your friend circle and with your family? Well, I think it, look, uh, it definitely impacts your life. But I think I sort of thought to myself, okay, can't change it. So let's just make the best of it. So I think that's sort of where I got my positive, my, my positive start to yeah. life in a way because there's things like that I, I, I like to always think about the sphere of influence, which is where there's things in your life that you can control and things that you can't and it's not worth putting energy into things that you can't. All you can do is make the best of the things that you can control. Yeah, So um, I yeah, I just had to change my way of life a bit. There was times where I would just push myself because I wanted to keep up with friends and keep up with, you know, everything. And I was sore afterwards, but I had fun while I was doing it. So it changes a fair bit. Um, And I think my weight sort of fluctuated quite a lot then because I wasn't able to do the sport like I would normally do. I was doing in the past. I, I was, I used to be a dancer. You know, when you're a child, everyone, wow. I think everyone dances. I don't know. I did. Um, and uh, netball and everything. And that sort of had to stop because then the arthritis got progressively worse. But uh, the only positive thing is the medicine got progressively better. So that's right. that's been really good. Um, but I think it's hard because you think to yourself, you're normal, but you can't be, can't do everything that you want to do. But that's okay because I can do something else. 
So if you just if you just look at it that way, then that's sort of get what's what gets you through. And mindset is so important. And oh, you know, like you yeah. said, you, you had this when you was 18, but it was a case yeah. of what can I do rather than what what can't I do? And knowing mm. when to like push mm. yourself, I think with other people that have got different limitations with their health, you know, seeing what they mm. can actually do and what they can achieve is such a better way forward mm. and such a better mindset to have. And and there are things yeah. that you can do with, with arthritis that can obviously help improve that and make your life better. And having this, having this positive outlook, what are your parents mm. like? Are they the same? Is it, you know, is this like something <laughs> exactly that you the same. your parents are exactly the same? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a gift to give to your they child. Are, yeah, they are just the most strongest, resilient people. I think they've been through a fair lot as well. So I think they have just brought me up to be, to look for the best in everybody and thing. And um, so, you know, you you can't go wrong two parents like I've got. So it's pretty Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Fantastic. And yeah. having yeah. had that experience through your teens and then going through into adulthood, mm. you mentioned that, you know, you used to like to dance and I guess that you adapted mm. what you needed to do with your physicality and with what you was actually able to do. Did that continue then? into your into your adulthood yes yes so I've always I've always liked to go out and dance I'd always end up with feet the size of I don't know that blown up feet the next day because of the swelling when I was heavier um because the pressure on my joints and the pressure on my feet um and I couldn't do everything I could do but yeah I I just love to move and I think it's definitely a lot easier now to move, which is which is really fun, and that makes it enjoyable too. And I've sort of involved that a lot more in my weight loss journey this time, yeah. because you know I can't do vigorous exercise or you know maintain going to the gym every day or you know get up and do a pump class. I I just can't do that physically. No. Can't do that. So I look for what I can do. And dancing around the house brings me joy and I can also do it. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think dance, you know, it can give you that, that confidence. So going through your mm. teens and then moving oh, on yes. into adulthood, at what point did you meet your husband? I know that you've got a family. If you just want to tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was a late bloomer to meet my, <laughs> my husband. We were, I was sort of in my... 30s when I met him and then we sort of got got married and had a child straight away because we were a bit older we thought we'd you know we're we're not gonna hang around and wait around because we're not getting any younger Uh, so we've just got the one son so yeah Um, I think I'm glad that we started when we did because he was uh, an absolute blessing because he just came with it with no no issues. So mm. um, he was, you know, he was just sent to us from somebody. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I think. He, yeah. he's, he's just gorgeous. So, oh, yeah. Lovely. So with, with your first child, you know, there's, there's so much... There's so much intensity, isn't it, about getting everything mm. looking right, getting mm. your room looking right, getting the clothes ironed and oh. pressed and all. Already that there's that, you know, the, the first baby, there's so much, so much joy and excitement. Mm. And then there's that conversation, isn't there, about having 
having other mm. children, having had this experience, I wouldn't say every every parent has this uh, with the first child, yeah. but you know they are they are an absolute joy. And how was that for you? That was exactly what happened with the first child because we, you know, did everything that we thought was right and had to get the new this, new that. You, you know, you, I remember having one shelf in the fridge for the milk bottles and nothing else can be on the shelf. Like everything is right. And then we had that discussion. I went back to work full time and um, he was only eight months old. And um, so we could, you know, have the second child and then. The second child just wasn't coming. So it's like, oh, hang on. So it's just changing your mindset then like, oh, okay, this is not going to be as easy as the first because that, that first one came really quickly and easily and this one, oh, okay, um, maybe there's a reason for it. I don't know. So that's when it took us to that journey of the infertility journey, um, having the miscarriages, which was the most distressing thing because you're not just losing a child but you're you're losing a lot that you have as a family as well you think oh goodness so it's it's quite difficult I think anyone who's gone through it will understand totally what I mean by there um but you know you just have to go okay that's okay because things happen and the universe is sending us in a different way and we just have to look for the positive in whatever's happened. So, um, yeah. Wow, such a, you know, such a great attitude to have. And it must have been so hard for you. But looking towards mm. other other treatments, but having had that, having had that loss too, which is so, so heavy. How long did it, do you feel it took you to be able to make that, transition towards I've, I've lost two children and now I'm going to put my energy into IVF and my husband went through this process with his ex-wife and I totally understand that IVF oh, yeah. is an intensive invasive process and I know it's not a nice process so how did yeah. you find that and how did you cope how did you cope having had the loss and then going through that process well, I sort of put it in my head that if we wanted to have another child, this this is the only way we could do it. So we probably, I just put in my head, no, this will be fine. We'll just give this a go and it'll be fine. We'll have a baby. And so I, I didn't think twice about it and we did it. We signed up for it. We did everything we had to do. We did two cycles. One cycle, we didn't get any eggs. And the second cycle, I think two, and they didn't fertilise because they were just low-quality low, quality, low quality eggs. So, and then I think probably the decision to do IVF was probably easier than the decision to not have any more children, to not attempt to have any more children because that was the hardest thing and took me so long to get over. And I still have days where I'm like, oh, like, my son's an only child and it feels a bit sad. But then I look at, hey, but we've been able to go overseas holidays where if we have a family of four, we might not have been able to do that. Yeah. So once again, I'm just trying to draw the positive into what we've got. So reaching that decision that the IVF didn't mm. work and then not having further children, mm. again, you've, you've looked at that from an eagle-eyed view and you've decided mm. that this is your family, you're in love with your family, 
and look at the possibilities yep. that you can now you can now go on and achieve in that within that family unit and it, it's hard isn't it so I guess we have to let go of mm. how we think things should have been or could have been or would have been and I think we all have that you know we all have that view of how mm. our lives going to pan out and this is this is one of the fundamental yeah. things that we think this is going to happen and then then that's taken away so just to go to that point in your life having gone through this mm. uh, very emotional process how did that reflect in terms of your health and your weight and and what you needed mm. to do for you in that moment to look after yourself? Um, well, I sort of felt I always used food for a celebration and a commiseration in my life. And I think in that way, food and drink, I just used as my, you know, my emotional crutch, I suppose. And I thought, oh, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not having any more children. I don't have to worry anymore. But I forgot that I actually have to be well for the child I actually do have. So yeah. you sort of lose control. Not you, you sort of lose sight of that a bit. Um, but it's not like, no, you have to actually be a good person for the one you've got. So I think then, I think probably at that time when we decided not to have any, not, not pursue, because I think the only other option would have been an egg donor and we just didn't want to go down that route for our, because it didn't suit our, our family. And um, I think because I also was diagnosed with early menopause at that time, I had that as well. So that sort of took away from the loss of a family I sort of had all the menopause symptoms as well come on mm-hmm. so of course weight the hot flushes um the irritability the arguing at a piece of dust like just everything it just makes you change completely so yeah so at this point you, you decided to have no more children that was going to be your life and then yes came the menopause you know this story is unfolding you've, you've had so much to you've had so much to deal with <laughs> And my goodness, what age were you at this point that you was having to go through early menopause? Okay, so I'm just trying to think back because my I remember my first official hot flush, which I joked about, was my son's first birthday. So he's 11 this weekend. So 10 years ago, I had my first official hot flush. And I remember, um, so I would have been 36. I'm 30, 46 now. So... Yeah. I would have been 36 when it all started and then it sort of progressed into that. So I remember his first birthday, I had a hot flush and I said, oh, I think I just had a hot flush and had a laugh. Little did I know that it actually was. (laughs) So um, it's sort of been a progression up until I sort of have lost weight. I had symptoms right up until then. So, yeah. Gosh, Linda, you've been been through some... You've been through some life but you know what? There. Yeah, but I think I think what gets you through is to think, you know what? People people can get through so much, and what mm. um you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like I'm I'm a real I'm a real believer in that, and that you know you're sent something or you're sent somebody for a reason. It's yeah. not just you know from from nothing so um you, you just have to trust in life yeah it's the process and yeah going through yeah. the hot flushes going through the changes and, and like oh. you're arguing over yeah. of dust, all of the emotions <laughs> and you've certainly been able to yeah 
process I guess these big life changes in such in mm. such a way and been able to move on to the next thing and on to the next thing and even with the you know the early menopause you've been able to process mm. that and, and, and move forward and that that isn't an easy thing to do so your no. mental capacity to do that and process that is such is such a gift to have and when you speak about going through the menopause at this point in your life are you still overweight yes I was so I was extremely overweight then and it just got got worse and one thing that I was reading like when you read up about what you can do for menopause is weight loss like the more weight you carry the more symptoms you could possibly have so it's like oh okay well here here, here we go Let, let's try and do something about this so I'd done you know Weight Watchers, which is what it was back then. And I'd done, you know, Light and Easy and I'd done Keto. I'd tried Paleo. I tried Soup Diet, you know, everything. Not knowing that I needed to do something that I could maintain. Because I've, I've lost weight in the past and it's been fine, but I never knew how to maintain. I never knew how important it was to have the right tools to maintain. And that's why... I thought, okay, this time I'm going to do it right. And I saw it was my sister's 40th birthday and she had a fancy dress party and I wanted to go as Wonder Woman. And there was no way any costumes would fitted comfortably as Wonder Woman at the size I was because I just was really quite uncomfortable. I wasn't going to look how I wanted to look. So I thought it's not worth doing that. So I went went to the shop and just buy, bought a white shirt and black pants and I was Mia from... Pulp Fiction, thought, well, that's easy. And then I had a look at pictures and thought, oh my goodness, like, what am I, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, who's this person? Like, what I feel inside is not what I can see in that picture. And I know it's not all about how you look, but I wanted to radiate how I felt, and I didn't feel that that was that was where I was in my life. So I went, okay, this is it. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it properly. And I've got nothing to lose. So, yeah. That's determination. I think, I feel yeah. like I'm saying this on repeat, but it's that visual connection, isn't it? It's that visual oh. connection, whether it's on video yep. or a, a photograph, yep. often on holidays or yep. out and about. And, and realising that how people feel inside is not reflected in that, in that image. And no. so that was a turning point. And despite all these other attempts at mm. different different diets and it's quite interesting that you've you know you've tried the Weight Watcher plan before I know that's been rebranded yeah. to now WW WW yeah yeah but we have to be in that right frame of mind don't we and my goodness you've oh, been through yes. so many emotions but maybe yeah. it was a case that yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd come to the point of of accepting that that change with with going through the menopause mm. and also looking to the menopause and thinking well this this you know the weight loss is going to help me what made it clear to you that the plan that you was now going to follow was the right plan for you? And what was the change? Yep. What was the difference in, in following yep. that plan now to all the attempts in the past that you tried that I didn't really work? Because you mentioned that you wanted okay, you wanted a, a permanent change, didn't you? Yeah. So I think this is what it was. Prior to this last time, I've always done it for a reason you know to get married to have a baby to for a an occasion 
this time it was for my life and it was for me so it was for nothing else but me and so I joined up to WW went to my and I joined up to workshops I thought if I'm going to do this I'm going to actually put everything into it Wednesday night is my night I go straight from work to the meeting I sit there and I listen and I just I made sure I learned something new every week because we all learn something every day like that, that that's just a given but I thought this is something that now I felt like I already knew stuff but I didn't obviously knew it but I wasn't actually putting it into practice right so I loved it and I, I'm I still go to meetings now but so I had my day I had my preparation it was like go in there and just listen talk to all the other people there um, listen to their stories and I thought you know this time it's not a matter of if it's when I get to my goal and when I get to my lifetime membership and um, I wrote it on my vision board and it, it just happened and I didn't think about the number every week I just thought I'm going to learn something every week and I did so you see Linda just when I think you can't impress me anymore you, you mentioned the key thing there <laughs> vision board I love a vision board. Yeah. So tell me what was on your vision board. So you've gone to the group, you've made this commitment, yep. and like you said, you're going to really yep. you're going to give it your all. What was on that vision board? Yep. Talk me through that. Okay, so I had I'm I'm at my goal weight that I wanted to get to. I'm a lifetime member, and I'm a WW ambassador, and wow. all three have now come true. So, Fantastic. and it was, la- it was last week that I was, um, yeah, I was announced as an ambassador. So I feel like I'm, I'm a true believer in the vision boards um, yes. for this weight loss journey. I wanted to visualise it because I'd never have in the past. I thought I'm going to do something completely different this time. I'm going to document it on my phone. And I, so I, I signed up for an um, Instagram page. And I thought, if I like looking at pictures of food, I'm pretty sure other people do too. (laughs) And then I thought, oh, okay, well, that's really exciting. So having the vision board, having it visually there, seeing you, being accountable, because you wake up and you see it and you go, oh, that's right. I'm I'm going to get there. Like it's not when, it's like not if, it's when. And it's going to be, and I I could feel myself fitting into... Um, the clothing that I wanted, I, I could feel myself feeling comfortable sitting down because one of the biggest things, I couldn't cross my legs. Um, I felt like my stomach was sitting on my lap and I was just really uncomfortable. I used to breathe heavy and I could visualise and feel myself being comfortable and that, that was the best feeling ever. So, yeah. Wow. We need to really listen to our own self-talk you will resonate with this when I say how many times have you thought about losing weight and I'm like oh I really should if only I could (laughs) yeah I'd love to but actually actually sitting Mm. down thinking about what you want and then saying those words I will I will lose Mm. this weight I will stick to this exercise plan and for me how that works is it's a daily daily intentions I work on daily intentions I'm starting up a business 
and I have a spreadsheet and I've got so much to do. It's literally at the moment, it's, it's crazy in our house. I've got so, so much to do. I'm probably working like 12 yeah. hour days. But every morning oh, I will right. set the intention where it will be. I will yeah. register my company as a limited company. I will register my bank account. All of these things that are around intention setting. But what I also do is yeah. once I've done that, I will. At the end of the day, I look at the list and I will put on there, I have successfully achieved this. My brain is recognising that I'm setting these intentions and that I'm also yes. meeting these intentions. And just like the vision board, it's really important yes. to set these intentions. Yeah. And not only set these intentions and set these visions, but to really engage with the language around that. So on that vision board, mm. no doubt there's nothing I should do this or I would love to. It's It's very very focused isn't it oh yeah I will be I am I yeah. I will I like, I am at my goal way I am a lifetime member you know I am an ambassador it's powerful like I've always thought about you know people that have vision boards and never thought much of them but they for me it's worked I mean I'm not going to say it's going to work for everybody but if you visualize it you manifest it to be successful in something, like even though you're going to manifest what you want and what's going to be happening, you also have to do it in a way that you enjoy. So it's not worth setting up a new routine if you, A, don't enjoy it and, B, it's something that you can't do for the long term. So I remember what one of the coaches saying that, you know, it's not worth saying that you're going to get up and go for a run every morning if you don't enjoy running, like find something else to do that will give you the same impact. And that's where the dancing comes in for me. Um, so, yeah, that's why I thought I'd, you know, do the the dancing and the food. Like I, I love to cook and I think that's what WD sort of um, reignited the passion in cooking because I'm cooking more interesting meals that I've ever cooked in my life and, and I and I love it <laughs> I love them so oh, yeah. yeah I think being able to cook from scratch mm. is just uh it's just a joy to be able oh. to do that and there's so many options oh, that you, can, you can have to eat healthy food and and I think as well as yes. getting into a habit with not looking after our bodies we can also get into the habit of eating bland food that is yes. maybe rushed and then looking at you know the time that we commit yeah. to like watching Netflix or Sky yeah. or you know scrolling yes. out of our minds on I mean Facebook whatever whatever the um whatever the social yeah. media is but but setting intentions just set for half an hour that you're going to cook a meal or choosing one recipe a month mm. or one you know new recipe a week there's so much nice food out there and you've yeah. got some glorious food on your yeah. on your Instagram oh feed. yeah I, I love eating. I just love to eat and I love food. I think being a Taurian, we just love all the glorious things in life with food and drink. So being able to connect the food and the music and the dancing. So while I'm cooking, I'm always dancing. And that is what brings you joy. And I think that's why you feel like cooking really exciting things. And you can, it's not just your steamed yeah. veg and chicken. It's adding everything in but knowing I think now it's it's the moderation I don't deprive myself of anything um it's just the amount I have of it now it's like it's just an acceptable amount <laughs> so yeah. yeah so listen to your your hunger rather than just filling the plate because I know that you spoke about emotional yes. eating 
making those changes mm. and and it, it's nice that you said though about you listen to the music while you're cooking I'm exactly the same I've got play yes. I've got cooking playlists oh. and I think it's a nice place to go yeah. in, the, in the house if you just need to yeah, get away, it is. Yeah. a moment to yourself yeah. get your chopping board chop yeah. chop chop you get a lot of frustration chop. out of that chopping board I know yeah. that I do <laughs> And then at the end yeah. of it, you've got a meal that you can like enjoy as a family, and it, it's yeah, it's, it's a lovely treat. And I love your, yeah. I love your take on that. And I think that could be your YouTube channel, Lindell. I think that needs to be on YouTube. <laughs> Cooking with Lindell. A YouTube channel. <laughs> Cooking with Lindell. Oh, that would be my dream to have a cooking yeah, show because I'm I'm not qualified at all in any cooking. Maybe. I just love it. You know how yeah. sometimes um, you know you do things that you love and mm. it doesn't feel like a chore because I'm pretty sure there's so many people out there that don't enjoy cooking and they're probably like, yeah. eh, okay, but I just love it. I just, you know, I just think, you know, the, the art of, you know, just everything, just, I just love it. Yeah. yeah. I need to see you on YouTube now, Linda. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's oh my it. goodness. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Be anything like your reels and obviously they would they would be amazing <laughs> i'm actually looking forward to getting back to my reels because we're having a bit of a like a, our kitchen done up at the moment so i haven't been able to cook for almost a week so i'm looking right. forward to getting back to doing some reels and everything so yeah some more yeah. cooking and you mm. know your your food is is fantastic and to say that you've lost over six stone and eaten yeah. that fantastic food is is really amazing but for people that don't understand weight watchers and that don't understand the process of putting a meal together my simple Mm. understanding is that it's still nutritious Mm. it's still within a, a, a calorie deficit obviously you have to be within that to lose weight and you know you're not having to limit yourself which is which is a great yeah it's a great way to live yeah yeah that's right. And I think now, um, I think why I've been successful this time round, because I've done it, I uh, call it, I used to donate to Weight Watchers back in <laughs> back in the day, which is just I used to pay my fee and not do anything. Um, I think now because they've got so many extras, so they've got, you know, the meditation, they've got the exercise if you want to do that. They've got little five-minute meditations in the morning, you can set an intention for the day. You can do your grocery list on there. They tell you what you need, what you need for certain recipes. You can go to a Zoom meeting if you can't attend a meeting. So everything's sort of there for you now. So it's not it's like a one stop shop, which is pretty good. So and that's yeah. and just having the support is really good too. It's it's nice to have support, definitely. Have people yeah. who've got you back. That's really really good. And if anybody would like to. Yes follow your story on instagram lindell what's your instagram handle please it's lindell so l-y-n-d-a-l dot on o-n dot w-w fantastic and what i'll do is i'll put the link yep. in the show notes so anybody that would like to see lindell especially the reels <laughs> i'm still to do the reel <laughs> but honestly i think i'll be contacting lindell for some lessons then please go over there and follow lindell on on instagram You've been an absolute inspiration. I've no idea of everything that, that had gone before. Oh, the weight loss you. and the, the fact that you can still show up to life smiling with a gorgeous smile. Yeah. Your outlook thank is you. an absolute, absolute credit to you. Thank you so much for joining us yeah, today. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.
I just feel that Lindell embodies resilience. I don't know if it's something in the water in Australia, but every guest that I've had on from Australia, you know, their stories are so, so powerful. You know, how can you not be inspired by that story? And despite everything that she's been through, she's gone on to lose weight and she's been able to find a plan that really works for her and she's been able to keep the weight off. And and like even despite a health situation in terms of she can't go to the gym, she can't do eye impact workouts or aerobic, she's still been able to find something that really works for her. She, you know, she's not given up on the idea of ever being fit and healthy. She just thought of another way to get to the goal that she wants to achieve. And I feel that this is a really strong episode, so, so resilient. And if this has inspired you today, please go over, give Lyndall a like and a follow over on Instagram. I'm sure that she will really appreciate that. And just say thank you to everybody that's come over to my Facebook group, Slimming Stories, and, and joined. Really pleased that you're there. What I'm going to do is next month, at the end of next month, I'm going to have another live so I'll be sending out a link to people for anybody within the group that would like me to share their story on a live within my group. And then what I'm going to do is transform that into a podcast by magic. <laughs> so don't worry. So if you listen to this thinking, oh my God, I don't be on a, a podcast. All of those worries that you may have, you know, just park that. Don't worry. Don't fret, honestly. You know, if I can show up with my imperfect articulation than anybody can <laughs> really you know podcasting it's not for the stars it's not for super posh people it's for people like you and I that just want to share their story so please go over and join my Facebook group and I will be sending out a link I think I'll be in two weeks time because I've got some big stuff coming up in the next two weeks so another two weeks time in the middle of June I'll put a link out there and I'll be doing the recording at the end of June so thank you so much for joining me yet again and if you've not yet subscribed please hit the subscribe button it's literally just a press of a finger and it can take anywhere between five to eight hours to do one single episode so if you're enjoying this episode if you're enjoying the podcast please hit subscribe wherever you are in the world i would really truly appreciate that so until next time take care and have a great week